I was so excited when I found Bri on Instagram because she's so new to the van life thing. In terms of podcasts, she could be the rigs to my Murtaugh. Because as I like to say, I'm getting too old for this shit. So ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to present to you, Bree. Yeah, gotta be bundled. It's cold in Nashville. What's the deal? No, it was not like this. So you just must have brought it with you. I know. That's exactly, it's funny, I was in Kentucky. <laughs> Everyone says that to you. Yes. I was in Kentucky the other day and they said the same thing. They're like, it was 65 degrees. And then you showed up and it's overcast, snow. So it's the Canadian thing. Yeah. I just. It's gotta be. It follows you. This is a funny podcast because, as I was telling you earlier, usually I actually know the people, at least for a couple days. And you, how long have I known you? <laughs> like hours? how many hours? <laughs> yeah. Four, three. Four, three. Like three or four. Okay. So this is going to be a bit of a new experience. Yeah. It makes it, I think, easier in a way because I don't know anything. I know that you don't like doing interviews on camera. Yeah, freak me out. Is this one better? Freak me. This is better. Okay. This is better. Yeah. Because you're so fresh and new to the van life thing, that's what drew me to you. The fact that you were just completely new to the thing and you can actually remember things. If somebody tried to ask me starting off, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. But the fact that you can now chronologically give us how you got to where you are is really awesome for somebody listening who wants to try to do this. So just let's just take me back to the very start. Probably, I know that like Instagram, obviously the van life thing, like I saw a lot of, of posts on there and like getting into like watching the YouTube videos about it and I was like this is really cool people are doing this and then and then I took my trip to South Carolina to visit my friend and that trip was like it for me that was like I was in no hurry and I just drove I put a little mattress in the back of my jeep and I drove down there with my dog and just took my time and the whole time I was there I was like it would be so cool to just try living here and then Whenever I got back to Nashville, I was like, why don't I just do that van thing? So this wasn't something that you've been thinking about for years, which I'm yeah. sure a lot of people, like yeah. this was fairly quick. Because you said February, and then yeah. I know you got your van in October. October, yeah. And then built it out and you were ready living in December. So that's within a calendar year that all this happened. Yeah. So that's a bit of an impulse move. And okay, I said it was going to be chronological, but this <laughs> leads me to... It was an impulse move. Are there any regrets? Are you loving what you're doing? No regrets at all. Like this is, that's, cause that was my first thing was like a, a wondering how the transition would be to like, is this gonna totally shock me to death? Like when I actually, it's all said and done, but it doesn't, I was not, I, I don't know if it's cause I was like pre like mentally prepared, like you're, you're gonna do this, you're actually doing it. But when I, no, the bigger, the bigger shock was actually like getting rid of my stuff and like, emptying the apartment being like okay you're not gonna have this anymore because you're about to live in a van like that was that was the hard part for me I don't know it doesn't feel like I'm not I don't feel like I'm missing anything like I'm just like so involved in this and I'm still like in the process of even like building it out and everything like okay so then let's go back in time to <laughs> you've made the decision and now you're looking for a van my dad was works in Knoxville, so there's like three hours. So we were looking for anything in between Nashville and Knoxville. And they are so hard to find. Most of the ones that we found that were like actual potential ones to buy, they were in like Georgia. I'm surprised to hear that. In Nashville and Knoxville, yeah. like hip. You would think. Music City, you think there would yeah. be a lot of it. Hard to find. And the ones that you did find were like, they were like run down or completely like outrageous. So 
which this one came from North Carolina. So, so it wasn't that people cost. didn't want them. Yeah. There were nope. clearly people. They were people like who... going. Oh, yeah. Okay. When we looked at this one, I was like, we need to just get it. <laughs> Let's just do it. <laughs> and was it used previously? Or yeah. was it a van life van before? Nope. It was completely empty. Had one, one owner before it, and they used it just to haul equipment around. Completely empty cargo van. Nothing. <laughs> and there was a big, ugly divider in the middle, though. <laughs> Like separating the yeah. the front seats from the back. Yep, with like a little little window. Okay, then take so let's go from there then. So you have this empty canvas, nothing on it. How did you know what you wanted? How did you plan what you wanted? How did you execute what you wanted? Obviously, following other people and seeing like how they would like design theirs and everything, and I kind of took pieces from that. But then once we got in here, like and actually saw it and like started like. It all just kind of like the bed thing, for example, my bed, I was going to do like a slat bed. And I was like, I don't like need that. Like I want like my bed, like I want it to be catered to me. So like the bed thing, I was like, that's not, I, I don't make my bed. <laughs> so that like changed and like the bathroom thing, like I had to, had to have a toilet in here. So like there was like little things here and there that I was like altering and like the wall. I didn't want the wall, but now I wouldn't not have it. <laughs> right, right, because yeah, you really you glad. know you had the divider like a industrial stock divider between the the seats in the back, and now the way that that progressed of your dad kind of convincing you to put up a wall, and you have like a cute barn door, and yeah. so now we're sitting in the close to finished van. You still have more work to do. Is this what you pictured? Yeah, but also no. It kind of like took on a life of its own. Like this is perfectly built, just like for me and like it was both of us kind of our visions coming together I definitely could have done that without him I'm just <laughs> it gets me like so like emotional I think he was like I don't know he that's had my beautiful. back that's so beautiful and do you do you sense that when you talk to him that like he knows yeah, that so your do his daughter's yes. doing what she wants to do yeah yeah he gets so excited anything I tell him and we go back and forth like so much just about what about this and like brought us like closer together too like kind of getting to share this so I got to be his little helper <laughs> and he also gave your van the name yep Greta no regrets yep that was him I was like of course because he asked me he was like are you gonna name it I was like yeah I think I want he said what about no regrets perfect that's <laughs> and I so do not beautiful have any. And it only, it was a 12-day process, you told me, right? 12 days. Which is, yeah. like, I look around here, and this is well done. And to think that this is only 12 days is mind-blowing. I know. Your Greta gives me very many regrets, many Gretas <laughs> for mine. 12 days, I feel like, man, I was telling you earlier that mine should have been a to-the-frame restoration, and I just got lazy, put paint over it, called it a day. But tw a 12-day investment to have a sound trailer... <laughs> that sounds yeah. worth it to me. I don't know. Maybe I made a bit of a boo-boo on that one. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Okay, so now you're pretty much built out. You still have a little bit more work to do, so that takes us in the timeline up to your camping, your urban camping in Nashville, Tennessee, which is not a small city. So <laughs> you don't have to give any industry secrets if you don't want to because you don't want your special spots to be given away, but how does one manage that? Are you paying for campsites every night? Are you doing just on the road camping? How did you navigate this? <laughs> Literally, I am just parking like at, outside of friends' houses, um, uh, outside of where I work. Like I have not paid for a place to park at all. Well done, my friend. 
That's the way to do it. Have you tr- have you run into any people giving you trouble? Any bylaw officers or any just you know unfortunate people in the street that might bother you? Anything like that? It's been- no, no. But there's times that I like hear people like outside because this is like paper thin, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just kind of I just kind of sit and listen and nothing. No, I don't. No one even knows I'm in here, and if they do, they don't bother me. <laughs> what a so cool kinda, way to live, isn't it? Yeah, my biggest fear is someone like running up and like hitting, hitting it, because that would scare me to death. Like that's like that's what scares me. Like I don't care if someone like curiously knocks, but like if someone like does something like that, I'll probably die. <laughs> but so, what tips could you give somebody who's thinking about doing the van thing, and wanting to live, like kind of the urban camping? What What have you learned so far that has been advantageous? The biggest thing for me was just feeling safe. So it's really just about where I'm parking at night, just like safe places, like if you know people or if you if you trust an area. I mean, because once you're in here, people can't, people don't just see you and be like, oh, okay, there's someone living in there. <laughs> no, you, you're very camo, it's, like you're just a yeah. white van. Yeah. 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 If anything, so, people avoid white vans. Yeah, That's like the typical exactly, yeah. unmarked, no windows. One of the rumors going around, um, one of the houses that I, I work at and I stay often, um, there was a rumor going around the neighborhood that this was an FBI surveillance. No, yes. I guess I could see that because it, it is, is it is a little more tall than your rig is very tall. So I could see it being one of those FBI. That actually makes yeah. sense. She told me that and I was like, no way. Well, I was like, well, that's better than the alternative, I guess. But like, what? Yeah, I would take That's FBI so surveillance over yeah. yeah, some weird predator for sure. Yeah, <laughs> especially because like I I do childcare, so I'm like right. nannying and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, the, the creepy van is mine. You know, it's fine. Yeah, so, isn't that a funny <laughs> juxtaposition? The person doing the childcare is the <laughs> creepiest one on the street. Um, that gives us a natural progression then into how you make money because that's uh, every single time I meet somebody new. The very first question is, how do you make money? How do you make money? <laughs> yeah. So right now you're still urban camping around your, your hometown, at least the town you were living in. I know you're not from Nashville, yeah. but the town you were living in. Home base. And Yeah, home base, exactly. Uh, so that makes work a little bit different. So what are you doing now for work, and then what's your plan once you do hit the road for work? And will that evolve or change? Have you thought about it? So, well, for right now for work, I'm... I'm nannying, so I'm just basically a fancy babysitter. I'm just house to house with different kids, and it's cool because I can kind of I make my own schedule. I get to decide if I want to take one of these jobs or not. So right now, that's good. And then I serve, too, so there'll be some nights that I can pick up shifts, uh, waitressing, um, which is good. For when I get on the road, I would like to keep trying to nanny and I know a lot of and a lot of people from Nashville like that live here there that I've met here aren't from here and have a lot of like family like elsewhere like move away so I have a lot of people that I've talked to that I've told about this you know and I'll be traveling and I've got people like referring me and stuff to their family or that have moved themselves so that will be good it's a the corporation that I serve for like there's multiple locations all over the country so um if I'm just on a pickup basis you know I can kind of be like this is where I'll be and so I can kind of do that but other than that no I mean I'm just kind of gonna go with it I mean I love that attitude because that's my <laughs> thing too it's like lately I've been spending a lot of money and I just think to myself it'll it'll work yeah it'll work I out. mean could that bite me in the ass Likely, <laughs> yeah. but for the meantime, it gets me through. And you could overthink it a million times. I mean, there's a million different 
reasons yeah. why uh, it could be kind of scary to do, but like, but I feel like it'll just kind of work itself out. That's interesting. Can you expand on that a bit more? Because like you're young. I wish I was your age doing this. I really do. I waited a lot longer in life to start doing this life, and I wish I had done it when I was younger. So, was there a fear? when you made the decision to do this? And I only bring it up your age because when I was that age, I wouldn't have done this. Like, not a yeah. chance. No. Oh when I was your age, I would not have done this. But I, because of the way things happened in my life, I got to the point where I'm like, ah, I'm old, this is my last chance, really, because I wouldn't want to be doing it older than I am. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, at your age, I don't think I would have done it. So what kind of fears did play into you making the decision to do this? For starters, literally all of my friends pretty much are married or having kids or both or, you know, have like these careers or grad they just graduated from like grad school. Like I'm not there. And I was like, well, they're not going to be able to do this right now. And a lot of them are just kind of like, oh, yeah, that would have been cool. Maybe someday. And I'm like, I don't want to maybe someday. it. I just kind of I mean, this is my time and I'm not like tied I'm not tied down to Nashville. I'm not tied down to anywhere, you know? So I was like, mm, I'm just not there. I want to explore. What are the reactions of some of your friends? And have you inspired people? Are people looking at life and norm normalcy a little bit different now that you've started doing this? My friends are all like, wow, okay, so you did it. You live in a van. Like, that's like the first reaction, especially when they see it. They're like, oh, so like, this is what you meant. It's like an actual house in here. Because like, I feel like a lot of them were like, a lot of them said that they had thought it was just going to be like an actual like van, like a like an astro like van. A, like you're, a you're van. On the back, yes. the back bench of an astro van. Yes, but yeah, a lot of the people that I've shown are just like, wow, I wish I could do this. I wish I could. You can, you can do it. It's like not like the craziest thing ever. I mean, it's I'm I don't know. I guess it just depends on perspective. I mean, you're talking to somebody who does the same thing. So to me, it's not crazy at all. I'm like, this is very normal. Yep. Uh, and a lot of my friends, I've talked to actually two people since I've done this that have been like, oh, I'm, I'm getting a camper. And one of them actually did. One of them bought, oh, you inspired me to do this. It's not a van. But I'm like, well, that's still awesome. What? I'm honored. <laughs> that's so cool to me. All right. So next, you've built it. You're living it. Where to from here? Starting in March, I'm going to start taking, like, one or two, like, small trips a month. Um, going, like, New Orleans and uh, for Mardi Gras and then visit my friend in South Carolina again and visit some other friends in Alabama. Just, like, close by, kind of. Just, like, short little trips. Just, you know, give Greta her first big haul anyway. Kind of um, do that thing. But come back here. Um, I'm going to spend July in New York with my family for a little while. And then once I come back, um, probably for a month, I'm going to, like, go out out into the world and see all the the places that I've just dreamed up which are I want to end up in Seattle that's like where I want I want to end up there and like experience that and probably stay a while unless you know decide somewhere else on the way I mean I guess it's just kind of wherever the wind takes me but um I really want to see like big cities I mean I love nature and everything and I want to see it all but like it's, it's almost funny because it's, like, rush of a city and, like, so many people, but, like, I'm, like, living so simply and, like, I don't want to be, like, a part of that, but I want to experience it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I want to be able to just pull up and no, I'm not paying jillions of dollars to, to live here, but I'm going to live here in my van and experience it and then I'm going to go wherever I want to go next. So it's one thing to do the urban camping in your home base, like someplace that you know. 
what's your strategy? Say you get to Seattle, you're on the street in Seattle, where do you begin to look for where to park? Because you and I are, have different lifestyles in that way. I can't park on a city street. I'm a heat scorer. Somebody's going to be like, ah, somebody's clearly living in that trailer. <laughs> I mean, and I can see through these blinds pretty easily and he's diddling himself. Like, <laughs> it's wow, for you, see, though. that would creep me out probably. Like, I think I like I've that. just gotten used to it. It's like, yeah. this, I've become just an exhibitionist because it's like, what are my other choices? Anybody could walk by at any point and just peer in. So I don't have those experiences at all. I only go to campsites, and I only go to national parks, and I only go to rest stops, and I only go to Walmarts. I don't do the urban camping. So if somebody who wants to try to do the urban camping in a foreign city, what do you do? Where are you going to start? I love the face you're making right now, and I wish everyone <laughs> could see it. You don't know. I'm, I feel like it's just kind of stuff that I'm going to have to learn as I go. Like, I feel like if I didn't, know Nashville it would be a little harder because I I know different areas and I know okay well you're gonna get towed here or you're gonna get stuck here because you're gonna there's gonna be traffic blocking you in or whatever what what be it but I feel like it's something I'm just gonna have to kind of experience I don't I really don't have much of a plan I'm just kind of so I keep saying that but it's true I'm just kind of like going with it there's a friend here laying in front of me being just like ridiculous, like ridiculous. It's everything in my body to not just like <laughs> eat him. He's so cute. Can you introduce me to your, your roommate? Yeah. Van mate? My van mate, yes. Uh, this is my cat, Ollie. And how has he been in the van? Is he enjoying himself, you think? Oh, yeah. Were you He's a little nervous having I was so nervous, okay. honestly. Okay. <laughs> I was nervous about him because... I had tried to kind of look up like cats and van life and I really didn't find very much. Like I know people travel with their cats, but like with me, it's just a different situation because I'm like gone during the day. Like I'm parked and I'm working during the day. So I was like, I don't know. And car sickness, I thought of that a lot too. I'd be like, I hope he's not like barfing back there, like in a corner, scared to death. And <laughs> no, he rides in the passenger seat looking out the window, cracking people up anytime we stop uh, in traffic. I have so many pictures of him floating out in the world somewhere, like so many people just pointing and taking pictures of him in the window. And uh, no, he seems totally fine. I have uh, the first couple weeks I was like, wouldn't take my eyes off of him. I'm like, okay, are you changing in behavior? Like what's happening? Like, are you the same? Are you good? But no, well, he's good. So you also have a puppy dog back home and she's bigger too she's a collie so she's not a small dog but that's the convenient thing about being a nanny because she comes with me to all the houses that I nanny with anyway like there were certain days like even long before this that I'd be like okay I'm gonna bring Daisy today and the kids just love it and I have many friends who love taking her out for walks and stuff so if there was ever you know a day that she needed a babysitter but she is, I mean, I'm covered there, so that's lucky. And that's another thing is, like, I've got so much support, like, being in my home base right now. Like, friends and the people that I work with, like, yeah, I got your back if you need anything. Because that means so much, even if I don't, like, take them up on it right away. Like, just to know that I'm, like, if I'm in a pickle, that these people, they support this. And as somebody who's been doing it for three years, just the other day I was living at my friend's house in Kentucky, and it was if you ever need anything, and I knew they genuinely meant it, and it's like, who, like, when I was 30 years old before I started all this stuff, if I could have told future me that I would have 
like lifelong family friends in Kentucky that would give me like the shirt off their back. I would never have believed such a thing. So it's just neat for somebody further down the road who has those connections all across the country and you'll have the same thing. So, but it, that's why it is important to start in your hometown and then branch out. Branch out, yeah. that's right. What brought you to Nashville in the first place? Music. The most cliched answer. Anyone that you ask from Nashville, why are you here music? Music City. Music City. I used to think when I was younger that I wanted to like be an artist, but I have like total stage fright, which you saw how like oh, totally awkward I was in front of a camera. Yeah, right. Like I could ever, like I could ever. No. But then I came here and I met so many people. I mean, everyone is here doing the same thing and you just like become instant friends and you can like bond over anything music, like well, anything. It starts out with music and then it's like, okay, yeah, we have so much in common. Like that's it. We're, we're best friends. But writing, that's, I love writing. Like any time, like any feeling. I'm instantly like, okay, I'm going to write a song now. So now to bring it back to road life, do you think being on the road will light some kind of spark in you that Music City maybe didn't, or not that Music City didn't, it just in a different way? Definitely, definitely, because regardless, even if I didn't think of it in terms of like, this is what I would want to do someday, like if I want to be a singer or a writer or whatever, it doesn't like go away, like you're always going to, want you're always going to have the connection with music and you're always going to want to play it even if no one's listening so even if on the road you know you're going to meet other people and sharing songs or you know other people that are musicians or whatever like it can bring you together and I had spoken to a woman who lives in California and I met her here and she was like, you know, if you ever make it out anywhere, because I told her all about the van, this was like before I actually like did it. And I was like, it'd be so cool. And she's like, well, I can like set you up. Like she does like house parties and stuff. And I've played a couple of those here, but I feel like in a different, there's just a lot of pressure in Nashville for it because everyone is after the same thing. And so like going out and like meeting other people in different places and sharing it with different people elsewhere, I think, yeah. Definitely, 100%. I would love to. Are you glad you did that? Are you glad you chased that dream like you're now chasing the road dream? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because regardless, it got me here. And this is like, I've got... Nashville is always going to be like a home to me because this is where all like... My friends, like the connections I've made here, like, and that's why I've been here for as long as I have. And I didn't leave sooner and I didn't move somewhere else because, it, I mean... It was kind of just like, oh, I want to, I want to go there and you know try to try to do the whole big thing. And it wasn't, it, regardless of if it was Music City or not, like it's a new place, it's a new experience. So you have an Instagram presence. That's how I found you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Okay, we're moving on. So it was through your Instagram that I found you wrote a. Is that the? Are we in trouble? Is it humming different? Is something humming? I don't think so. Unless Something's it's the humming. Fridge. Maybe it's the oh, fridge. maybe it's the fridge. I, the battery thing freaks me <sighs> out because I don't have. God, batteries. you freaked me out. I was like, yeah, did you see that? <laughs> oh my gosh! Did the frequency of a hum change, and I freaked out. When you first got the van, I know we were talking earlier that you had a personal account, and now you've started a separate one just for the van. How important is it to you to have an Instagram presence, being a van lifer? 
Instagram is kind of where I even got the spark, like seeing other people doing it. And even just, I just started this account, um, the end of December and I've already made so many friends, like people, like I've talked to so many people. I met you like just like so quick. And there's so many people doing the same thing. And even like people that were, are building in the same stages building as me. And we were going back and forth, like just from that, like the very, very beginning, like I just can't even imagine like how many like people out there, you know, that we can like meet up and do like this kind of thing or like because I've seen a lot of people that had been talking for like so long on different sides of the country that had come together at like meetups and stuff. And I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I want to like hang out with people and just like genuinely bond over some like the same lifestyle. So I want to, that's why that was like the main thing that I was like, I want to like do this, not only just so I can kind of have it, obviously to look back on all these pictures and stuff and how it progressed, but for the connection other people when I asked that question I thought in my head what a stupid question (laughs) but then you gave like the most eloquent beautiful answer ever so it was totally worth it it was worth the embarrassment (laughs) am I sitting on your toilet by the way yeah you are sitting on my toilet wow (laughs) nice (laughs) good observation thank you I just I just thought hold on I'm doing a podcast from someone else's toilet. This is this yeah, is a first. You can even have a meal. Oh yeah, and this I got my table in front do. of me and everything. This is great. <laughs> I'm so proud to be Bree's Van Life Welcoming Committee. And other van lifers, if you see her on the road, our family has swelled by one, so be sure to say hi. Visit me at reggiefromtheroad.com. Music provided by Audio Network. Produced in association with Fifth Ground Entertainment. I'm Reggie Gray, and this has been Reggie from the Road.